Hi everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. Welcome. Welcome. We apologize preemptively if you hear any sniffles. We've both had some kind of weird sinus thing. Mm-hmm. The whole whole family. Yeah. Blaze hasn't. He always has like a He's just got cough. boogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. No, he hasn't been coughing that much. And he usually coughs a it's, lot. Yeah, with Not his reef. He's got some acid reflux coughing. Um, but yeah, it's starting to go away a little bit, actually. So it's just, gonna, just the boogers for now. <laughs> so we're going to try not to sniffle, but we apologize if we, if we do. I was listening mm-hmm. to a podcast the other day, and it was like, it was an interview with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy kept, like, sniffing in the middle of it. And it was really gross, because oh. it was like, it was an NPR show, so they had, like, good microphones. So you, like, really heard him, like, sucking stuff back in. It was gross. It Luckily for you guys, we have a cheap little microphone <laughs> that we share. We were talking the other day about how we should maybe get... Some... Yeah, we should try to improve the quality of this podcast in some way. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've been thinking about some some things and ways we could do that. So you might might be some some news. Oh, you sniff. They're not going to want to help us now. Sorry, sorry. Or we just sniff the whole time like, all right, we need to get them better equipment so yeah. you can't sniffle. Sorry about sniffles. that. But yeah, we're thinking about uh, souping up our... Podcast get, setup. Making this thing legit. Yeah, but who knows? So we're, we're praying future. about it. In yeah. the future. In the future. Um, yeah, but so sorry that we did not podcast last week. Oh, yeah. Um, we tried. We, uh, what was the reason why we did it? Um, was it that Blaze, Blaze wasn't didn't go sleeping? To sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, Every night that Blaze would finally fall asleep, it was like 9.30. And yeah. let's face it, guys, that is way too late for us to be podcasting mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i make little enough sense at the moment whenever we podcast at like eight <laughs> right um so nine thirty would be way too late yeah. so so sorry we're sorry and we we're gonna do it monday and i think the same thing happened and mm-hmm. it just you know it just kept happening blaze is in a funny part of his life right now where he doesn't where he doesn't sleep well he's mm-hmm. been better sleeping has been okay yeah they they don't care about this they don't (laughs) but um it was uh nfp week so we reposted our podcast right so if you check fruit of marriage if you checked facebook you could do that otherwise you're kind of out of luck if you just check it on itunes you didn't really know yeah we didn't like repost the thing because that would be that'd be tricky yeah it'd be a lot of work and (laughs) you can just scroll down to i think it was episode 10 Fruit of marriage. I think so, yeah. yeah. Then if you listened to that one and liked it, and that's why you're listening to us now, welcome. <laughs> and you should listen to the follow-up episode right after that, which is called TTC TMI. Was it right after? I think so. Okay. Well, that's the name it's of either it. It's the one with the acronyms that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn them in the podcast, <laughs> I think. I hope that we... I don't think we ever did. I think that's kind of our thing, to raise something and never address it. Oops. Well, it's trying to conceive and too, too much, much information. information. <laughs> That's what the acronyms are. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows TMI. Right. What's the TTC? It's that darn TTC. It's confusing. Yeah. And if... That's one of the more uh, obvious acronyms. Yeah. For whatever reason, on, like, message boards, especially, like, parenting message boards mm. and NFP message boards... They don't make any sense. People are like, I don't feel like writing any sentences. I'm going to use a bunch of random acronyms. The ones that I would really, I think, are so dumb are, it's like, me and DH don't agree on how to do this with our son. And it's like, what is DH? Dear husband. Yeah. <sighs> just say, or me and dad. Lame. Well, okay. I could, I could see how me and dad could be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my why, husband. Why dear husband? I don't me know. and dear husband. I don't know. It always reminds me of that SVU episode. Oh, what? <laughs> Fod. Fod, first and true husband? <laughs> yeah. Oh, SVU. Ripped straight from the headlines. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, oh, well, yeah. So we're, everything's going well tonight. We're going to, we think we're going to uh-huh. make it through. Yeah. And this weekend was good. We had a very nice day yesterday. Yes, after a really trying week. Yeah. It was very difficult, especially on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this weekend was rejuvenating. Yeah. Because Blaze has been... Difficult. Difficult. <laughs> <laughs> he's not been eating well, and he's been... Not been napping, and it's just not cooperating. So it's been really rough on Holly, but we were able to sit down and talk about it. And mm-hmm. 
The uh, biggest thing that I needed was time alone. Yeah. So, I just needed to get perspective. Yeah. So yesterday morning, I took the boys, and Holly got to have a little time to herself. Gotta get my fancy coffee. She did. Very fancy coffee. Not the fanciest. Well, I opted yeah. for the affordable <laughs> <laughs> option. Um, and then I got some time to journal and just be alone with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't realize how valuable that is. Until you don't have yeah. it. <laughs> and you realize how much you need it. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing much better. Thanks, everyone, for caring <laughs> <laughs> for those three seconds. Yes. But yeah, uh, it was good. We started the day off that. We got to go to confession. It's been oh like, my gosh. it was yeah, Way almost two too months long. for us. And it was just, I think we had a bunch of Saturdays where things were going on. Mm-hmm. Which is no excuse, but no. Well, our parish has it has it at three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturdays, which is like probably really convenient for a lot of people. But for us, it's like that's right when we're in the middle of doing the one thing we're that right. we're gonna do all weekend. Yeah, because the that's when there's a space when both one you know both of the boys aren't napping, mm-hmm. so we have time to do stuff. Yeah, and also it's a great problem to have. But our parish, the line's really long. I know. So you can't kind of, like, pop in and pop out. There have been times when Daniel will go ahead of me. Like, I'll sit with the boys while he goes. And then when it's my turn, it's like the, all, I don't know, the convent came? Yeah, all the nuns. You get stuck oh, behind the nuns. <laughs> they take forever. <laughs> Love them. So, we yeah, so we had a plan. We went to confession at a parish a little little bit away from our house and then we went to dinner at Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, the chicken Just, store. The, that's what Jack calls it, the chicken <laughs> store. And he loves it. And he... He was, we said, do you want to go to the chicken store? And he said, eat French fries. Because that's, that's all he eats there. Yeah, he doesn't like the chicken nuggets. Well, yeah, he'll... Yeah. Anyway, so it was great. And Chick-fil-A is the best place to have dinner Literally the best. We were talking about how great it is that for, with their kids' meals, mm-hmm. they give um, books instead of toys. Yeah, you get a book. And Jack and I sat on the couch and read through it three times consecutively. And it's just like a little silly book, It's but, but it's got cows in it. It entertains them for longer than a toy would, mm-hmm. and it's probably cheaper to produce for the for Chick Fil A, and it's more education than a toy. In, okay. Edu- <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Educational. Than a toy. Than a toy would be. Yeah, sometimes depending on the toy. I mean, it's gotta be a pretty good toy to be more it educational like, than a book. I mean, they could like build a functional music box or something from paper. Wow. I feel like you could build a clock from paper. You still need to have, like, a, an engine or a... You could wind it up. It'd be like rubber bands. Wow. Maybe you should work for a... I don't know how to do it. I'm just, <laughs> just the idea man. Uh, but um, it was good. So we got to eat. Jack... Uh, got to play in the play place. Oh, and also Holly has been told to stop eating dairy and soy. Oh, right. Because the pediatrician thought that might be what's going on with... Affecting Blaze. Mm-hmm. Um, and fun fact, everything has either milk or soy <laughs> in it. Luckily, we were able to find, like, one sandwich that doesn't have the bad part of soy in it and didn't have any dairy in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. It's been an adventure, guys. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been, <laughs> it's been great. Uh, but speaking of cheaper to produce, going back 30 seconds... <laughs> Um, we mentioned this last podcast, how Holly had a booth at a pop-up street fair thing. Daniel's very confused about it. No, it's just not. We've been over this. I know. It's not a pop-up shop because it's not a storefront. There were little tables. <laughs> there were little <laughs> tables. Small, like half inch off the ground. <laughs> um, so we, Holly had a booth at this uh, little street fair, and I worked the booth for the afternoon because Holly had to go home and feed Blaze and put Jack down for a nap. And Holly's stuff, it's a little higher price than you would expect. Like, you wouldn't go to a little, like, pop-up fair and say, oh, I'm going to spend that much money on this piece of art. So we... I get it. We knew going into it, and that's usually what happens. It's more for just exposure and Mm kind of getting her name out there. Yeah. Um, And so we didn't sell much at all. Or anything. <laughs> yep, nothing. <laughs> um, but the table next to us was this um, girl selling these like purses and bags, and it was it was a nonprofit, and they sell um, articles that artisans in I think it was India, India or somewhere make, and they the nonprofit works with them to 
make their fabric and sew the stuff and sell it and then all the profits go back to the artisan. So mm -hmm. it's a good, very good organization. Um, but just being next to them and seeing people like come up to them and say, oh, how much is that? Like, oh, $20. Like, oh, great. You can't have too many bags. And like she sold a lot. I heard her telling someone that she sold like over $400 worth of stuff. Um, and it's just interesting that just seeing people come up and that's what they buy and that it's typically when you go to like a, a farmer's market or something, you buy something that's like around 20 bucks and you feel like you've gotten your experience of it, but then you're fine if you put that in the closet and forget about it. Yeah. And like even because so many people were saying you can never have too many can never bags. Have too many bags. Like, Oh yeah, for that price I'll get two, mm -hmm. you know? And just, that got me thinking of how, a, what people buy, and B, their motivations for buying it. And I came to the conclusions that people want to buy something that they're okay with never using. So they wouldn't spend a lot of money on one of Holly's art pieces because they, if they bought that and didn't use it or didn't like it, they'd feel bad. So they want to spend a smaller amount of money on something that they're okay forgetting about. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just, I think because, weird. because that nonprofit like gives money back to the right. They're a little different. But I think that people are like really fast think, to just be yeah. to buying it just to buy. And it. I think they would have bought it. Most people would have bought it even if it was just that yeah. girl selling it. Because mm -hmm. they were cute. <laughs> they were, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> the elephants are very popular. People kept saying that. Yes, I do hear them um, saying that too. So that just got me thinking about the the mindset of buying stuff that you're okay that. It's going to get lost. And it's like in the mall, like the little wind-up dog toys that like, okay, it's only $5. My child's going to play with it for five minutes and be done with it. For some reason, that makes sense to us rather than like spending, I don't know, $40 on like a very well-made stuffed animal that will last several kids or mm -hmm. like several generations. Right. And just in our heads, we're like, oh, no, that cheap thing that I'm going to like – I'd rather just throw away $5 than, like, make an investment in something. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, as parents, we fall into the thing, like, oh, I'd rather spend $5 than have to tell them no one more time. Yeah. And it's like, well, then you're going to have that dog sitting in a, your, in the, I don't know, trunk of your minivan for, right. like, five years. And then you're going to give it away or throw it away. Hopefully you'd give it away, but, yeah, off, you know, probably Oftentimes. you're going to throw it away. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, oh, I was going to say something. I can't remember. I'm sorry. You threw me off track. I can't believe you did this to me <laughs> in front of everyone. Um, oh, well. Anyway, um, so with that in mind, I've started to think about what Pope Francis talks about a lot, which is our throwaway culture. Um, and he speaks of it in more of like larger, like our treatment of the elderly and the unborn. But, and I think we can connect it to that later, but that phrase has just been in my mind a lot thinking that like we're okay with throwing stuff away or buying stuff that we would be okay with throwing mm -hmm. away and that we just have so much stuff so much like stuff. i forget the exact stats but i remember reading that the united states the amount of storage units that we have oh did you write it down no i don't have oh. A oh. <laughs> but i was like we need to talk about storage yeah but no I, I forget the exact numbers, but it was like the United States has a disproportionate amount of square footage dedicated to storage compared to it's ridiculous. all these other places. I mean, like, I I know of at least two very large properties of land that are now becoming storage units. Mm -hmm. It's like, we need to stop buying so much stuff that are already huge houses in relation to the rest of the world mm -hmm. don't fit all of our stuff that we have yeah. to buy a little room to just put and if it's in. and i'm sure there's legit like you're moving and you need to store something while you're yeah but i'm sure a lot of it are you just put in there forget about it yeah. that whole silly show storage wars it's all about that's what it is people forgetting that there's stuff in the storage locker and you, there's treasure in there <laughs> it's true <laughs> none of it's fake at all they really find old paintings in there oh man but um antiques yeah it's ridiculous that we have so much storage and i saw something the other day, um, on one of my like Facebook mom groups, someone was like, "What? Give me it! What you guys do for toy storage solutions? We are going out of our mind with all of the 
toys in our toy area and we cannot figure out the best way to organize it. And she posted this picture of her toy area or her play area. And there were like six million toys. And I was like, well, there's your problem. (laughs) Yeah. You have so many toys. And I like what I said earlier is that it's so much easier for parents to buy something really quickly if they're like, oh, this will entertain her or him for a couple minutes or Mm -hmm. for a day even. But like Daniel and I have tried to be really good about. I don't, I was thinking, I don't think Jack has ever seen us. Maybe not. He doesn't often see us buy a toy at a store store that he could then play with at home. Right. Like he thinks Target is just like a toy museum. Like you go there to play with the toys and then they all get left in the store. It's really awesome. It's amazing. I'm nervous for the day that he's going to see us actually buy a toy yeah. there. We're postponing that as long as possible. But uh, yeah, most of the time we just buy it off of Amazon or buy it on our yeah. own. And we don't buy him that We really don't I think buy we right. bought him. We maybe buy him one thing for his birthday or Christmas, yeah. but everything else is like gifted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we try not to buy him too many things because he also gets really overwhelmed by them. Like for his birthday, when we were in North Carolina with our family, like my mom bought him a, a balloon mm-hmm. and it was literally like oh, overwhelming to him to have a balloon. <laughs> like we had to, we had to hide it from him or it. else he wouldn't nap because yeah, he wanted he the, the balloon, balloon with him. Like the balloon was like the biggest thing in the whole world. So like if a balloon can take his attention for that long, there is no reason to spend any more than $2 yeah. on something to entertain him because he'll right now his favorite toys are his pennies <laughs> and right. his coffee beans. <laughs> and, the, and this weird rock you found. Oh, right. The lava He's not rock. allowed to bring it in the house. So it has to stay in the car. But yeah. And um, his spatula and his magnifying glass. Those are like right. his top toys. Like he'll play with... He has trucks and stuff that he likes, but, like, the go-tos are the pennies and the spatula. Spatula has been around a long time. Oh, forever. That spatula is not not just a spatula. No. It's a baseball it's bat. It's a baseball bat. It's a hockey stick. It's a, hockey, it's a hedge clipper. It's a trimmer. Uh-huh. Sometimes he trims our hedges with it. It's a knife. It's, it's a, a broom. Knife. It is a broom. It's a guitar. For a brief time, it was a guitar. Oh, it's a, it's a guitar sometimes. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> but it is lots of things. Yeah. And it's Holly ha- um, signed up to be in this focus group basically it's like a family and friends review group with i was going to bring this up um with the company where they so they send you an email and it says the product select the product why can't i talk to can i stop you for a second it's a toy company so holly has signed up to receive offers to test out toys yes go on i'm really bad at doing that um that's why i helped thank you so I get this email that says the product selection window is open and you click it and there are like whatever toys or products they have available and you have to click it like right away if you want it or else it's like gone forever because they only have one of each thing. So sometimes it'll be baby swings and there'll be two baby swings and you can like get one and they just send it to you for free. You don't even have to pay shipping and all you have to do is leave a review. Tell them how much you like it. Um, and so I've got, I got jack a little bath toy set with Mm -hmm. that and then a couple like a couple months ago i got him um this like backhoe and it's like a dump truck thing yeah a front loader it's a front end loader we know all about different (laughs) kinds of construction equipment it's a front end loader (laughs) but he calls them them all backhoes they're all backhoes uh, but it was it's little loader into uh, cars with it, and he loves it. And I got it for him because it was free, and because he really loves backhoes, mm-hmm. and because I was struggling with Blaze, <laughs> and maybe this would help occupy him while I need to feed Blaze. You know the yada yada. Um, and then like another email came, and it was uh, this really cool Speedway that is like this big toy that uses the cars that he got in the other one. And so I got it. I think that I'm getting a little, <laughs> going yeah, a little overboard. And it was like, he liked it. And there's this cool claw thing that like grabs the car. And he played with it for like a good two hours when we first yeah. got it. And he'll still go over to it and push the claw down every now and then. Yeah, but it but takes him not, a lot of space. Yeah. And he's not as into it he's as he He's not that to into it. Like it doesn't entertain him as much as a bucket and some Cheerios. Exactly. <laughs> like, but like... um, I just fell into like, well, it's free. It's free. Why not have it? And he'll like it because he really loves cars and it's really, in, it should be entertaining and we can have it in the basement because it, so then, you know, whatever. Um, but after having 
these three sets of additional toys mm-hmm. to our already pretty minimal experience. Um, I'm at the point where like, okay, this is too many toys. This, yeah. this was a mistake. Because <laughs> he really only can play with one thing at a time. Like, he's getting a little older now, so he can play with two or three toys together, usually just stacking them on top of each other because he thinks mm. that's really cool. He puts them on top of each other and says, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and waits till, it looks at us until so we, we can... say, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, the big plastic thing, it's just – he might play with it every once in a while, but, you know, six months from now, we're going to be like, all right, who wants this thing? Or we'll give it away or throw it away. And it's just, there's no, it's kind of stupid. And yeah. I'm reminded of, there was a Catholic Stuff You Should Know podcast, which was actually a recording of their theology on the, ta- theology, ugh. theology, it is, theology on tap talk on materialism. And in it, they said, uh, materialism is a detachment from goods do you remember that no. you really loved it when it came out i have no recollection of it they've only done like two that were like live things i mean i kind of remember a live episode but i don't remember yeah. them talking well about they're talking about how materialism is actually a detachment from a good because you really don't care about it you just want to possess it and then you don't care about it mm. that's a really good point <laughs> it is especially why we, i liked it so much um and it's true we don't we say that we oh we really want this thing we really want this handbag and then we have it and we don't really care about it now you may buy one handbag and keep it for your whole life but the materialism is not we think of it as an over attachment to things but it's actually a detachment from things that we don't want to hold on to them or we don't value them so it's rather than going back to the pop-up shop thing rather than saying oh i love this art piece so much i'm willing to spend that money and make an investment in it Mm -hmm. it's I'm not really attached to anything here, so I'm just going to throw 20 bucks at this and bring home a purse and put it in my closet. Yeah. It's uh, messed up. I know, and people need to like my stuff enough to, <laughs> to buy We're it. pretty much, if people just buy Holly's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's really all just an ad for my company. But I think it goes, this. there is like a culture, a throwaway culture, just in the material realm. Mm-hmm. And it goes for food, especially. Mm. Um. Just think of how much we, like, overspend for food at restaurants and stuff. Like, you'd be surprised how little, like, salmon costs to, like, buy and make, but then how much they can sell it for in a restaurant. My grandfather owned a restaurant, and I remember the markup is a lot, especially for, like, the more expensive items. Mm -hmm. I know, and Daniel and I have talked about how, like, moving from, you know, small town southern north carolina town to up here in philadelphia area that like our standards for a like cheap meal or an affordable Mm -hmm. meal like are much the price is much higher now yeah like in high school i would never pay ten dollars for lunch i'm like are you kidding me i'm gonna go get like a barbecue sandwich and french fries for four dollars yeah but now it's like oh the lunch like the lunch entrees are only like 12 bucks it's great that's great so affordable i know um (laughs) But even there, it's, like, I can understand going to, like, a nice restaurant where you, like, you know who the chef is and you want that experience and you actually value that. Right. And it's the same of being detached or attached to it. And that's different from, like, just going and spending a bunch of money for, or even, like, going out for drinks and spending $4 for, like, a Rolling Rock. Yeah, that's silly. (laughs) But, like, I think that our, um, the reason why our standard has been raised with the price for um, food has been because we do appreciate the experience of a barbecue restaurant down in North Carolina was like not quite as nice as um, you know like Sam's down the street yeah it's a much nicer experience for us so like we're willing to pay we are willing to pay that extra money because we do value the experience more right and we know what we're paying i mean and we don't go out that often so i'm thinking of people who go out all the time and just say oh let's just go here it's 15 bucks and that kind of thing yeah yeah i see yeah i follow (laughs) yeah but yeah and then there's some statistic where we throw away like in the united states we throw away some i don't know i'm really <laughs> i should have looked up some statistics and they're just saying there's some statistic that says this is really bad but we throw away away a lot of food here and i think there's that sense of like oh i'll just buy it if i use it okay if i don't 
And that's it's that's another kind of like thought that like, oh, just go ahead and buy it. It's not going to hurt to have it. Mm. But it, it kind of does because it takes up space. It might go bad depending on what it is. And right. We're we err on the side of having stuff. Yeah, it's like we than, don't. Um, it's like we don't trust something in something, you know, that we are like stockpiling. No, I don't no. think so. Okay. No, I think it's more of just like, why not have more? Yeah. That's kind of the thought. Because we can. Because we, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Might I, can't, as well. I can afford to have this. You know, if we don't use it, we'll just throw it out. And I hate throwing that's, away food. I don't know. That's a terrible. Have, if you like have an aversion to wasting food, wait till you have children because they waste food. Oh all my the gosh. Time. It drives me crazy. Oh, a whole sandwich. Just gonna throw that in the ground and step on it. <laughs> I remember once when I was. Uh, in college, I was watching my youngest brother, who's 15 years younger than me, um, and I took him to, like, Sonic. I don't know how old he was. He's probably, like, five or six. He wasn't very old, um, and I bought him some kind of slushy drink thing. We were playing on the playground at Sonic, and he, like, was running and dropped it on the ground. And I was just, like, like being in college, and like, oh, my gosh, I spent, like, four bucks on that, and he just dropped it. <laughs> like, I wasn't buying him another one. Uh, and then, of course, he, like, screamed, oh, it's all nasty, and got all upset. But. Oh, no. This is the same brother who, um, for a long time, like, if he had one French fry left over. Oh, he would, yeah. <laughs> make his mom carry that French fry home. <laughs> <laughs> that came later. Yeah. But. But, yeah, kids waste food. But it's just, I think kids are a good way of looking at it. Like, Jack doesn't care about this big plastic thing. Like, he has a detachment to these goods and the things he does form an attachment to seem kind of like silly or trivial to us mm-hmm. but in a sense they're like the toys he likes are the most versatile useful toys like spatula spatula can be anything if you put your mind to it <laughs> you know well i think that it it helps him develop more to like almost have the challenge of um like finding things to play with right, or like I want to play with a baseball bat what do I have around me that is a baseball bat yeah and like, like he doesn't have a baseball glove so he uses his kitchen's <laughs> he oven uses mitt. his toy oven mitt <laughs> it also is a football glove and a basketball glove cuz he doesn't really he, understand sports yet <laughs> he also has football hats and ba- <laughs> basketball hats um but yeah a car a toy car is just a toy car you really can't do anything with it yeah whereas pennies can be uh knives they can become quarters. Mm-hmm. They also can become um, the Eucharist. Yeah. Sometimes he pretends to hold it up, like when Father holds up the Eucharist uh-huh. at Mass. Um, uh, and yeah, like with coffee beans, they can be dirt for his backhoes to scoop. Poop. They can be poop. That's really funny. <laughs> Comes us to and says, holding the poop. So like for half a second, you're like, oh no. What? <laughs> yeah. But then they're just coffee beans. Uh, um, so it's interesting to look at it through children that like... Right when they have an attachment to something and when they don't, there's, it's how they value it is very different. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily based on how much it is or how elaborate it is. Definitely. And I remember I saw, I, this happened last time, but a lot of my things come through Facebook. Sorry. And you said you were going to try not to do that so much. But here I am again. Uh, But some mom friends of mine were talking about how like, you should allow your kids to play with like, you know, not buy them a ton of toys. And one of them said that um, her daughter was, like, really into, uh, like, dress-up or playing dress-up um, or fairies or something. And it, she said it was, like, the worst thing that she did one Christmas. She spent, like, a ton of money on this, like, silk fairy-like uh, robe, like, cape and, ro- and hood kind of thing for her to play pretend with. And it, like, ruined the fun. Mm. That it like already was the fairy. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to it pretend. Is a fairy, yeah. Right. Interesting. And that it like, it was like the end of that game for her. It was by she, getting she that. She killed her imagination. Well, she was like, that was the worst. It was really expensive too. Yeah. So she was like, that was like the worst money I know I ever my spent. silk my silk hoods are like <laughs> a lot. And I have to get them custom ordered and have my name, my nickname embroidered on the back. They get pretty expensive. And I go through like three or four a year. <laughs> <laughs> Polly wakes up really early. She comes downstairs. She see me whooshing. Through the <laughs> oh my god! Uh, 
I wish that was true. Well, what do you think? You gotta wake up earlier. I do, I guess. Gotta I catch do. me. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so why does this matter? What does it hurt, Holly? What, what does it matter if we just have stuff and we don't use it? Who does that hurt? Well, it, it kills imagination. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, it hurts the people who have to make it because it makes uh, cheap labor. How so? Because things, like, I'm thinking about the toys, like, plastic toys. They're, like, $5 puppies. Like, supporting those kind of things mm-hmm. encourages kind of, like, mass production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little it's far-reaching. Not- I mean, immediately. For you, how does it hurt you? Um, it's just putting your heart on fleeting things. Yeah. Like, that mindset? Yeah. So how could that, how is that bad? Um, Flesh that, it out. <laughs> that is bad. You're putting me on the spot. Because, um... Well, we need to fix our eyes on eternal things, not on fleeting things. Yeah. Not things of the world. And it also keeps us, we should be satisfied with what we have rather than always looking for what we don't have. Right. I remember growing up, I would always, and I still, I still do it, we'll like, not obsess, but become preoccupied with one thing. And and I, then I'll like, I'll get it, like if it's a video game, then I'll... And most of the time I'll realize I had more enjoyment out of like reading about that video game and like mm-hmm. looking up things in magazines about it than actually getting it. I remember there was this uh, chess computer game. It was oh, called like wow. Battle Chess. And like the only difference was when like your pieces moved that would like go to like a cut scene where like a knight was battling a bishop or something. And that was like 3D animated, but I really want I never got it. So that's probably why I'm still oh. I still think it's really cool. But <laughs> I just remember like looking through the, like, ads for it in, like, my Nintendo Power magazine. Oh, my gosh. And, like, just how much I, like, thought it was so cool. But I bet if I'd gotten it and played it, I'd been like, oh, it's chess. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> but it, we should be satisfied with, with what we do have. Because it's, I mean, we've talked about this with the, um, with houses and looking at new houses and watching HGTV. Oh, like man. when you look at all these things and say, Oh yeah, that would be great to have this. We don't need that. It makes us dissatisfied with what, what we do have. Right. And, and that, ungrateful. Right. Yeah. There's a, I forget who said it, but where I heard it, but gratefulness leads to generosity. So like, if you're grateful, what you with for, if you're grateful with what you have, you will be generous with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, can make you less generous in a way. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, I mean, we just know that everything that we have is a gift. Everything that we have is a gift from God. This is not ours. This is all, this is all in excess. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so much, especially here in America, we have so much uh, by anyone's standards. And so um, to just realize that and that, and to be happy with just like the baseline stuff right like like things you think of as like very basic like oh well we would need to live within driving distance of a trader joe's like no we don't need to do that we you know if we live further away in some place that was lower cost of living like yeah we might have to go to the regular grocery store or drive further to get to trader joe's but like the more you think about it you're like oh yeah that's not the end of the world that's actually pretty silly to worry about yeah and just like, I mean, I have what a if roof we didn't over have? Oh, what if we didn't have cable? Like, oh, you just learn to live with it. Yeah, it's fine. And you watch Hulu and Netflix all the time. Or you don't watch TV, and your life is probably better. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We just got done watching this series, Stranger Things, on Netflix. Yeah, you probably have heard of it. It's kind of a big deal. It's, kind of, it's kind of buzzing. It's trending. <laughs> it is trending. <laughs> um, but it's really good. It was so good. Watch it. <laughs> so the one thing you can spend money on is Netflix. Watch <laughs> um, no, but it also, it, it leads to us being dissatisfied. It does. And it's, yeah, because you think buying things would make you satisfied, but it's that attachment versus detachment that you have with it. Um, there is a quote from the company that I used to work for, and I won't say whatever. Um, no one will be able to figure it out <laughs> or go back to our old episodes. But they have a big, did I ever t- mention it? I think so. Oh, I thought I, I've kept it under wraps. On... <laughs> anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the right quote. now they have a gift with purchase that is a jewelry box that says too much is never enough. 
Mm. And that was like a big phrase that we would always throw around at the company. If you think about that, like too much is never enough. It's such a sad way to live. Well, there's so many companies and markets that are based on people buying things they do not need. Like, oh, oh man. The economy is built on this (laughs) and relies on it. Yeah. My notes. You, if you, in reality, if you went and bought 10 like nice shirts, five pairs of pants, you really wouldn't need to buy more. Like, people wouldn't be keeping all these different clothing companies in business if we were sat like we bought well-made goods and we're satisfied with them mm-hmm. um and like there's so many things that we just they're sold knowing that we won't care about them or mm-hmm. that we will lose interest in them well i there's the whole um argument or like the understanding of the god-shaped hole who came up with the god-shaped hole didn't saint augustine I think it's been, I don't know who formulated that, but St. Augustine talked about the restless heart, yeah. which is kind of... There's like someone, some saint actually said God I think, I think it's one of those things that gets attributed to like all the saints. Maybe. Like, uh, preach the gospel, use words when necessary. Yeah. That always gets, gets attached to some saint's name. <laughs> but um, the God-shaped hole, I was like really into that when I was still Protestant. And um, I think like Rick Warren or someone like that uses it a lot. I don't know if he. Yeah, a lot of people use it a lot. But I remember recently I was like, oh, a saint said that. Protestants love that, you know. Anyway, um, and I remember being so irritated at capitalism because capitalism like like uh, um, takes advantage of that, of like, oh, you feel like you need more. Here is what could fill this. Yeah. Oh, you have this void let me fill it with this like this nothing thing that will make you feel a little better for a second i wouldn't say it's exclusively capitalism i think it's materialism combined with kind of an unbridled Mm -hmm. my high high school understanding of (laughs) Of your that you understood in your civics class Mm -hmm. taught by who knows (laughs) coach allen oh okay i was gonna say maybe some like uh closeted uh communist <laughs> oh no our, we, going Allen. back we realized how uh anti-catholic some of our like oh history classes were <laughs> extremely anti-catholic um but yeah it's it's all towards something you don't need where we are the capital in the hunger games oh my gosh that's definitely a, like what was it revlon came out with like the capital line of makeup and it's like no that's, you don't, don't want to be the capital <laughs> they're bad and it's us the rest the of the problem. world is district 12 uh, yeah, so it's it's bad. And it also leads to, like, the bigger things that Pope Francis talks about with, like, uh, neglect of the elderly and abortion and euthanasia and just kind of, like, getting rid of things we don't think are valuable and not looking at the inherent value of them. Right. So not looking at things as, things as in people, as investments and, like, worthy of our... Like investment of our hearts and of mm-hmm. our spirits to um, to spend our time with them and to make sacrifices for them in the way that you were saying with material things. And if we just think of, like, if we really valued everything we had, like, oh, I really hate if I had to throw that away. Or I would, like, if we think about relationships, like, oh, if, if we thought that each one of our relationships was so important that we would hate it so much if that relationship died off or faded away, mm-hmm. we would just have, like the best friend you know we'd have really great relationships instead we have some that are like oh well they haven't called me in a week or they haven't called me this month i'm just kind of let that go or same with relatives like oh i don't really feel like calling them like yeah. oh they're annoying i don't want to maintain that relationship right. but like what what is more value than a relationship especially with a family member but we just kind of let it like it doesn't really matter we don't really want it throw it out like everything else mm. and then you end up with you know older people who don't have anyone to take care of them and they become kind of a burden and, and even if it's some homes. yeah even if it's someone you really care about like oh it's so much easier to put them in a nursing home than to like go live with them or have them live with you and like like um our next door neighbor is chinese mm-hmm. and um like she lived in china and immigrated here and um she was saying to me about how in china which I was very surprised because I normally don't hear great things about China, <laughs> but that they, um, like the mother of a new mom goes and lives with the new mom. Like that's just what you do, mm-hmm. especially if it's 
like if it's not with the first child, then it's with the second. Um, you definitely go and help out there. Like um, her sister was staying her, with her for a little while, but she actually just moved back to China to be with her daughter who just had her second uh, child. Um, and I was really envious of that, hmm. that like the mom, the mother of the new mom, like drops everything and goes and lives with that new mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, there's just like this familial bond that is kept. And then that, woman as she's getting older and older and older and the kids are getting older um it's, they're all together where uh, our culture it's more like grandmother and grandparents are like in the distance and they just grow old on their own and then eventually hit a nursing home right stage. especially when those kids are adults like adults caring for their aged parents yeah i think it's or you have one sibling who's like all right i'll take care of it and like everyone else is like okay cool thanks you know yeah and it's just that's even if someone is willing to do that which is very rare like can you just i don't know if if i were if i were like dying in a hospital somewhere and jack like wasn't there with me i would be so devastated because like it's your children yeah and we're just like so close and we're just like best buddies and there's no way we're ever gonna not be as close as we are you know start crying i know so just that the something does that to us and i think it's kind of this idea that things are disposable and only as good to us as they kind of need to be or that we kind of like holding on to them but not maintaining it you know like oh we'll put it in storage yeah i've got yeah, my mom. She's great. She's in storage. You know? Like, it sounds yeah, silly, but... Yeah. Or with children or, like, you know, not wanting to have children because you want to go do stuff. You want to go travel. Or you want to go buy stuff. Or you want to go buy stuff. Like, oh, I, don't, I can't afford to have kids. We want to save up. Like, first of all, there's never... There's I, never I a good it. time. Babies never go on sale. That's the best phrase <laughs> I've ever heard. And there's never a good time to do anything. There's never, like, a great time to get married or a great time to have kids. You're never ready. Right. It's always going to be a sacrifice no matter what. It's so sad. There's, like, this lie around there that's, like, that that all these women believe that I'm not ready to have a child. And that goes with the thought that at one point I'm going to feel ready to have a child. No, you're never going to be ready. Just do it. Even after having two children, you don't feel ready. I'm not ready. No. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just... Not being satisfied with enough and not wanting to kind of it's not settle down, but like give up something for something else. Right. Well, the inconvenience mm-hmm. of children or inconvenience of an unplanned pregnancy. Right. Or the inconvenience of your elderly parents. And I think there's, we kind of feel entitled. We should be able to buy, our, there should be a way out of it. Like, yeah, we, we should, should be, be able, able to buy to, our yeah, way out of or it. Or we should be able to fix this. We can fix everything else, you know. Your TV breaks, you buy a new one. It's fine. You can fix it. But, like, we're very – it's very difficult for our culture to just say, hey, this situation stinks. There's nothing we can do about it, and we just have to live it. Well, and that's where the euthanasia really comes yeah. in. Yeah. Um, that you can't – like, death is real, and suffering is real, mm-hmm. and suffering can be good. It is. It's redeeming. It is redeeming, and that it can – I don't know. What, I don't have the words to say. You said good. What other good? Can no, be good. it it has meaning and it has. It has value. meaning. It yeah, and it has dignity. There is dignity in suffering, and it's un like it's unattractive, and so it is uh, put away, and yeah. uh, we want to die on our own terms, and we want to have control over that, and so we um, take a medicine that kills us rather than. Um, letting the disease take its course mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just so sad that there's no hope in there. Right. In there. There's no light. There's only darkness. And there's also um, kind of a, a shame in, like, scarcity or not having something. Like, I don't know why. Like, we usually shop for one week's worth of groceries. So, like, mm. by the time the week is ending, we have, like, nothing in Today. our refrigerator. And I always feel, like, a tinge of shame. Like, oh, my goodness, there's nothing in our fridge. But that's stupid. Like, why do I care? Like, yeah, we're going to get more food. Like, we've eaten our food this week. Right. It's almost like we would be embarrassed not to have stuff. Yeah. Like, if you go into a house and it's, like, not very, it's, like, sparsely furnished, it's like, oh, what's wrong with them? Yeah. So it's just, like, this building up of stuff that we like. 
and stuff just to have stuff. Yeah. Almost as like a buffer to suffering. Maybe that's what it is. Like it hints at being poor or destitute. Like, Oh, you have no food in your fridge. Like maybe like that little part of your brain's like, you're going to starve to death, you know? And that's what we're afraid of. So we have to just put stuff in there. So we, so we say like, we have, yeah, we have stuff just in case we have stuff. That's what I was trying to get at before. Yeah. Um, that there's no hope in it and that you have to have like have stockpiles of things mm-hmm. just in case what if something bad happens right. I have to I'm, I have to be ready and that inhibits us from giving like if we really don't care about that stuff then we're, we're not going to be generous with it yeah. we're not grateful for it we're not going to be generous with it and then it doesn't go to people who need it right because like, we're kind of like oh well we need it we're not using it we're hoarding we're, it yeah hoarding it yeah it's, it's unhealthy so you know, so I say start with the small things and like materially, I think, you know, as this problem, we can bring it out to these big issues. You can also maybe start to solve it from these issues mm-hmm. and just being aware of what we have, what we use, mm-hmm. like, and what we need, what we want, and what we need. I think that's a very, very like, different. I feel like we, I like learned that in elementary school. Like, I forget if it was like linguistically, like the difference between the words or like social studies, like, oh, these are things you need, like food and shelter. And these are things you want, like. A coat. A coat, coat. is um, kind of necessary. No, like, like a certain that? brand of coat. Oh, okay. Like I used to remember they always would say in like elementary school, like, it's not going to matter what that label says. That was like their big thing, like don't buy expensive coats, I guess. <laughs> That's so interesting. I don't know. But um, what, I think one of the greatest life lessons that you've taught me has been this pretty much because I grew up like being very material and um very throwaway like if i want it i got it if i want if if something was difficult i just bought something that was easier i remember like shopping with you and like a specific scene where you're like oh it doesn't matter like i'll get it oh it was a i remember it was a c it was a cd and i think i was like oh well like i can buy it at best buy and then like i I can loan you the CD for the for the drive next time, and I remember you saying like, "No, I want it now." And you bought it on iTunes. <laughs> Sorry, that just thanks. <laughs> well, that not to not to big funny, but I think that's emblematic of your former way of thinking. Yeah, no, I, it's okay. I'm not that embarrassed okay. about it. It was um, the almost. Oh, it was. Yeah, oh, that's their really second funny. CD. I remember. I, I never forget ha- anything you do wrong. I know. I have no recollection <laughs> of this whatsoever. But that's very indicative of what I was like um, in high school and college. That I just, if I wanted something, I would just get it. If it was easier than having to think for 10 more seconds about another alternative, then I would just buy it. Mm. Um, Like I bought lunch every single day between my uh, morning class and afternoon class. I bought a caprese salad from Parker's Market, which is um, not cheap. (laughs) With fresh mozzarella, you know. It was a gas station, so wasn't that fancy. It was a luxury gas station. <laughs> but, uh, or gourmet. It was or gourmet. gourmet. It was uh, like a Wawa, but fancier. The gourmet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because it was too difficult for me to plan ahead and, and pack a lunch. Mm-hmm. Your time a, was so valuable. It was. Um, I would get a caprese salad and that sweet, sweet, sweet tea. Every single day. Is that what it was called? That sweet, 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 tea. sweet, sweet tea. But no, it was very, it was just very sweet. <laughs> um, but that's what I would do. And it's, it's been a great thing for me to, to learn over the past, like, what? How long have we been together? 15, 12 years? Yeah. 20, for me to slowly learn um, that I do not need those things and that I should not buy them. Well, one, because we don't have the money to do <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of. It's a crash course. At this point. Once we got married, it was a little crash course. But um, <laughs> no, you've been teaching it, t- teaching it to me for a while, and it's been one of the most valuable lessons because um, I found value in so many other things, uh, in experiences rather than things, and in relationships rather than things. Um, so thank you. For <laughs> You're that. welcome. Thank, <laughs> thanking me for not having money. <laughs> To buy things. Uh, no, but it doesn't, it, it's not, it's easier if you don't have money, but it's not, yeah, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it's the mindset you have to it. Like you right. could, 
uh, we always say if we somehow get a ton of money, we'd buy a big house so that we can host our family up here and mm-hmm. use it well. And it's just the mindset of um, valuing the things that we have and understanding and that using everything. using them for good. Yes, and that everything we have is a gift from God. And that, for that, the glory of God. Yeah, and the air in our lungs is from God. Like there's nothing we have that he hasn't given to us. So just keeping that in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a simple topic, and we went pretty long. Well, it's not simple. We got we got up to the big issues. All right, all right. Oh. <laughs> Don't get any higher. It's, you're gonna break the microphone. <laughs> People just like their ears started bleeding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, sorry we went a little long. No, it's just it's, been a little while. Oh, well, that's we didn't go as long as we did last time. Oh, we didn't. No, I we were like 57 minutes last time. Oh shoot, we better remember because we just kept talking about something stupid. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's okay. I try to keep it at 40. Well, you... Oof. Really? Um, screwed the food. Is that Ooh, a- <laughs> whoa. This is a family show. Is that a bad phrase? <laughs> I mean, it's just on the, the surface level, it's not a... Uh, sorry, everybody. It doesn't seem nice. Okay. Sorry. I mean, it's sorry. when you, it's when you uh, mess something up, but it's kind of well, a, we really messed a little bit up. of a blue phrase there. We really there. messed up. I, I don't, I'm not good with phrases. It's okay. Hey. I also don't think sometimes before I speak. It's okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to call it quits before Holly starts swearing Cussing at everyone. And, yeah. yeah. But um, thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, and if you want to talk to us, send us your prayer intentions or um, give us any kind of feedback. Yeah, or... and if we, I've been, I haven't really talked about this with you, but I've been thinking if, is there more we can do in addition to the podcast? Like blog posts every once in a while, mm-hmm. or like maybe shorter things on little topics. So if there, if you have anything. Any suggestions. Suggestions that you would like, like, oh, I'd really like What's a your blog take post. on this? Yeah, or I'd really love a blog post every once in a while. Because Holly and I have had ideas and we're like, Oh, we really couldn't talk about it for that long. So that might be a good idea for a blog, a blog post. post. So, so if that's something you'd be interested in, you would actually check and read. Let us know. Say, hey, it's a great idea. You guys are geniuses. <laughs> Go for it. Or if there's anything else that you would like us to, um, glamour shots. If you want us to, yeah, send a picture once a week. No, uh, no I don't think that we will. Yeah, anything within reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, please email us. Please we email really us. would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I sniffed. I was so good the whole time. Oh, gross. Okay. I know. Um, but you can at Halfway Saints Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Halfway underscore Saints and like us on Facebook. Yep. And that's it. That's it. Please pray for us. Know that you're in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, if not specifically, then just as listeners. Um, and we will hopefully see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.